No, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> Good morning, my friends. This is Smash Tower for Con Air Radio. <clears throat> and uh, I'm behind the game. I'm a little bit behind. I actually promised to have this out um, Monday or Tuesday, but uh, my body went with uh, went with the I'm going to go home and collapse routine, and it took me a couple of days to kind of just get my energy back up again. So uh, I do apologize for not having this podcast out already, um, but uh, here we go. All right, so for anyone who didn't know, this last weekend was... FearCon, yes, Phoenix FearCon was uh, out and about again um, down at the Sun Studios uh, in Tempe, and uh, it was uh, interesting. It was cool. Um, I like it a lot. Got the chance to reconnect with uh, the Blue Ribbon Army, which was always a cool thing. Seeing Matt and Jen again is always fun. Uh, and I look forward to, to doing that more often at the other cons as they come up. So definitely some cool shit going on there. I will probably go ahead and uh, start this podcast with the interview with uh, Matt and Jen from the Blue Ribbon Army. So here we go and uh, tell me what you think. We are at FearCon. Uh, what do we just call it? 2021? Somewhere around like that, and we are with uh, with the masters of disaster, the, <laughs> the head honchos of the Blue Ribbon Army, Matt and Jen. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> so, what are you thinking of FearCon? Oh, I think it's fantastic. Lots of good costumes. Uh, it's a it's a great event space. Um, we've been here a couple of times for for bra events, or at least one time after the. Um, Stan Lee walk that we did a uh, couple of a um, couple of blocks up on Mill Avenue, cool. so definitely a space we're familiar with. Um, the the showrunner Chris is fantastic. Um, a lot of our vendor friends and friends from the horror community are here, so it's good to see everybody. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice to be back. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is my fourth event back, and I'm just kind of like, <sighs> kind of feels like being back home again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And it's been, uh, I think it's been a couple of years since I've been here, so, but, uh, and I saw you guys have the table out, and uh, you're uh, talking to the people that, uh, about the events that you guys have coming up, too? Yeah, yeah, we've, um, we've got our street team back out doing things again, thankfully. Um, we were at, no, I don't think we were in official capacity at Mad Monster, because most of our most of our event staff are volunteers for Mad Monster. So, um, we did we did a blood drive back at the Phoenix Library or Tempe Library uh-huh. a couple of months back. That was our first official event back. Um, what was our recent? It was last weekend. We did a trunk or treat last weekend at the Sanctum of Horror. I think that was like our first big event coming back out of the pandemic. Um, so it's it's nice. It's nice to be back in the water, kind of feeling things out. Still, things are a little bit sketchy just because we're not entirely out of the whole Delta thing. But um, we've got a couple of events coming up. Um, what were the walks that we're doing? We have a couple of fundraising walks, um, and 
we are going to be doing the Pride Parade as well and a few other things that we'll be announcing soon. Yep, and in cool. January there's going to be the PPSLA event. Um, that's Superhero Saturday. Superhero Saturday. That's better. Yeah, I'm sitting there going, Superhero, that one yeah. I know. <laughs> and then there's the Tempe Fan Con, formerly Tempe Library Con, which will be at the, I think, the last weekend of January. So those are, those are the things that we know for sure are going to happen. Um, but we've got some other stuff that's cooking that we'll, we'll be announcing on our uh, events page on Facebook soon and Instagram. Yeah, and that, that big one decided to move from January. So. Yes, we're so sad. <laughs> oh, I was so but depressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's it'll, it'll give them time to bake in some uh, some good ideas, and yeah. we'll have a table at Phoenix Comic Con or Phoenix Fan Fusion. Fan Fusion. There we go. Phoenix Fan Comma Fusion. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll get there eventually. But uh, it still doesn't come off. It just still just not does not roll out. Yeah. <laughs> a whole two years of no practice <laughs> yeah i just say con and people know what i'm talking about right. if they're if they're here in the valley otherwise yeah. they, i have to be specific yeah, yeah you know we got that thing coming yeah. up <laughs> that one the big one yeah the bigger the one big yeah one. yeah so that that is a blast um so what have you thought about our covid 19 depression anti everything <laughs> it's 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 been a it's a it's obviously for everybody been a, a bummer bummer couple of years but uh thankfully you know the the lion's share of our activity even when we have a lot of events is on facebook and social media so right covid didn't really put the kibosh on that so we um you know we still got to share our stupid memes and have our fellowship online kind of keep everybody's heads occupied until we can get back out again so now that we're able to do that and i don't think we're going to be rolling back on that anytime soon be nice. Yeah, it'd be exciting to get back into um, having, I don't know, life friendships. Um, I, mean, I can definitely see some big pool parties coming at the hotels when, we, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. all right, that's it. Exhibit halls closed. It's time to hit the pool. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think probably the largest thing that's going to um, occupy a lot of folks' time is the Renaissance Festival when that starts happening. Generally, we'll go maybe one or two weekends. Uh, during its run, but I think since we've been without it for a couple of years, we're just going to go nuts. Probably get the season pass, and we'll have the brawl takes over event there and stuff too. So right, and I'm actually looking forward to that also because that's what actually took me out last year. So <clears throat> I went out to the Renaissance Festival while it was raining, got deathly cold, and as soon as uh, every I came back and started hacking up a lung, everyone started going COVID, COVID, COVID. It's no COVID, just bad choices <laughs> so it, it, it was fun and yeah, i'm looking forward to doing that too I, I i've gone out for the last two years now to get uh interviews with the naughty nauticals and and both times we've not been able to intercept at the right times hopefully it works this year so i'm looking forward to uh to uh trying hopefully this way See if they'll come this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know he's got a trailer out there, but I don't know. I think it's still out there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so, okay. So you said you had some. Uh, do you have any new projects? Something that is. Hmm, I don't want to say top secret because then you won't say it. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. Um, nothing new. I think we're we're really just trying to, really just trying to get back into. Um, being as good at what we were doing before, you know, uh, we just Bre need pra we need practice. We're all incredibly awkward people, so break got, off the rust a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's you know, 
events like this are a good, you know, trial run at, mm -hmm. at being able to socialize en masse and not behind a keyboard. So once we get good at that, then we can kind of, you know, test the waters and see what uh, people have an appetite for and then mm -hmm. build, build around that. And then the other cool part is, is that uh, some people moved a little closer into town, mm -hmm. so they're not so far out, yeah. <laughs> out of reach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. being in Tempe has, uh, for, for our headquarters being in Tempe now, uh, it's, it's huge for us because, you know, as you know, you've driven out to our house in Fountain Hills. It's, yeah. far, <laughs> it's, far, it's a far drive, but this is, you know, here at FearCon, Sun, uh, Sun Studios is a five-minute drive for us. Yeah, that's that's cool. I mean, even anything that's bigger, unless it's out in Glendale, right. uh, you know, you're still right around the corner from it. Yep, absolutely. So it, it is going to be a awesome visitation. You know, you can get practically everywhere. Yes. <laughs> really I've excited to to start getting together with everybody again and, mm -hmm. and seeing people and being with our people. It's It was a long time of of solitude. Um, I felt it a lot like I don't want to circle back to that thing that you were talking about earlier about the depression, but it was really hard oh, yeah. uh, to be away. And so it's it's very exciting to think about all the things we have coming up and, you know, the opportunity that we can be together. It's very exciting. Yeah, I've actually been doing this for almost five years. Yeah. And um, at Sabo, uh, the first two to three days at Sabo, I almost uh, decided to say I'm done. Uh, I almost quit because uh, it just, I didn't feel it. And then I talked to a few of my friends there mm -hmm. and uh, got some decent uh, conversations and some support and some right. ideas and such. So keeping it rolling. Yeah, it's about getting back on that horse. I mean, it's, you know, we're introverts, but we all experienced that cabin fever that came with just have, having to sit on ass and not being able to go anyplace, you know, and not see people in person. So. And it didn't help that I also lost my co-host during that period of time. <laughs> yeah. But he had other projects he wanted to move on to, sure. so right. it's always a good thing. So need to keep finding, looking for a new co-host. <laughs> so the process is definitely out there. But we're definitely looking forward to seeing you guys again. Um, here at uh, uh, FearCon is definitely a good stepping stone. I'm glad that we got the opportunity to chat and, mm -hmm. and talk a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, and then uh, get to go hit the floor and see what other kind of creations yes, are going on out there. Really neat things. Fun I stuff to look at. I have a werewolf to go check out Ooh. again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love him. I was poking him last <laughs> night. I was just Man. like, I so thought he was going to get up. Yeah. <laughs> During yeah. one of the times, I'm like, yeah, very, <laughs> yeah. So very realistic. So yeah. once again, thank you for the interview, and hopefully we'll see you guys very soon. Thank you, sir. All right. We are with Rob. I'm going to go ahead and let you talk. Uh, introduce yourself. Hello, my name's Rob Kaboski. Cool, cool. And you are a, well, what do we want to call you? A creator, fabricator, a... I guess I'm going to call myself a sculpture artist, but, you know, and then everything... Uh, comes from sculpture. I, you know, I, you're going to ask me how did I get into this, yes, and I it am. all <laughs> comes from sculpture, right? Let's just go right cut through the chase. That's how it all happens. It, it the, it, the main thing is my name is Rob Kaboski, and I'm a sculpture artist. But then, you know, I can sculpt and make this, and I can sculpt and make that, and sculpt and make this. And well, the one you have on the table right now is definitely a. Um it brings attention to your sculptures. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's like a, a hyper-realistic werewolf that's about seven and a half feet long. That is, it might be one of the most famous werewolves in, 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 the, in the world right now because it, 
it happened to go viral. Somebody happened to just stumble on my Instagram account at uh, Rob Kaboski, um, uh, one word, and they they saw this video that I posted because um, I was on set one night, and it was about a 15-second video. Right. And they took that video, and they uh, made and they tricked, they fooled the world into thinking that this thing jumped uh, the Brazilian uh, army or police or whatever, the guards or right. something, whatever it, what the story was. And, and they showed this guy jumping out of a truck and, and using a machine gun, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, some videos are showing people running through the woods and all. It's all fake. And uh, and then you see my video that they stole off my Instagram account. And long story short, it ended up going all over the world, uh, viral. Uh, TMZ got a hold of it. Uh, they did a story on their website. And uh, we did a, a live uh, TV interview, which had to be interpreted for a Venezuelan uh, media company to help explain to the people that live in the villages and stuff like that that could hear that show right. that this werewolf is not real. And, uh, you know, if, if you, you know, you believe in that stuff, I respect you. But this one right here that is in this video is not real. I made it. My name's Rob Kuboski. And it, uh, it was quite, uh, you know, it was weird because I was sitting in my kitchen and my phone goes off, and I, this guy that I don't even know says, uh, uh, 20 minutes old, you're on TMZ. And I'm like, what? And that's kind of how I learned about what's going on and everything. You know, they do say that all publicity is good publicity. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> it is bittersweet, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. You may you may go, it's just they, they stole your project. Um, they put it out there. But at the same time, you know, they got to come back to you. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not going to lie. I, I got so many, you know, followers now from it, which, you know, I guess is the is the nice part about it, you know. But the sad part about it is, you know, there's some people out there that really got traumatized over this guy's actions and what he did and everything. And um, and on the other hand, some people are probably really cashing in on all this, you know, on their YouTube pages and everything, which is the bitter part about it and everything. But on the the sweet part about it is, you know, I, I guess like you just said, any any exposure is good exposure. So I'll, I'll I tend to look on the bright side of things and, right. and take it that way. Yeah. And and that's that's definitely the way to look at it. This is definitely a <laughs> it is a <laughs> featured piece. Uh, it is definitely wicked. I Thank took you. a couple of pictures myself. I sent I sent uh, both pictures to my wife and she just right. goes, "Oh, yes, <laughs> I hear that a lot." Yeah, um, little kids won't even they'll they'll get about fifteen feet, you know, within radius of it, and that's about as close as they'll come. Some of them, yeah. I, I actually think that you should create another one that looks exactly like it, but put a mechanism in the middle so that when someone actually goes to, to touch it, that you either have the, <laughs> the, the chest breathe right. or have it kind of like try to set up or right, something. That right. would just be spectacular. Or a little chomp on his, his gum. Or, yeah, you know, or the, yeah, yeah, his, the jaw moving right, or something yeah, like chop, that. Chop, just, chop, chop. just the kind of, because you know, they're so used to, the people will be used to seeing this one when, you know, when it gets out and around. So they're going, oh, I just love this. And then they turn around to go touch it and it does something. Yeah. That would be wicked. Right. <laughs> or, or just move it to where only one person in the group gets to see it. And now they have to convince their re the rest of their friends. I swear I saw it move. You know, oh, yeah, sure. It's fake, you know. Yeah. And, and film all that and laugh. That'd be fun.
So another interesting question is, is in, you know, we talked that you are a sculptor, but what was the driving point to to do the the horror type effects? Um, I think I've always been a fan of monsters and horror and scary creatures since I can remember. Was there a specific movie that got you? You know, is it is it as far back as the creature from the Black Lagoon? Cause far, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now, but you know, our uh, Jason and the Argonauts. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see the the old King Kong movies, the Planet of the Apes, uh, cool. around like you know the early mid seventies when I was starting to get old enough to you know understand and, and figure my you know who figure out who I am and what I like. I remember uh, you know being in stores and walking by and seeing the Planet of the Apes on on the TVs and stuff, and remember you know being so excited to get home and watch Planet of the Apes, and, and I, I remember weird things. As a kid, and it involved a lot of uh, monsters. That's for sure. It always did. It always did. And I, I've always and I've always gotten a kick out of the same thing. I, I remember running home to go watch, you know, the favorite shows, whatever it might be. And some of mine go back a little ways too. Um, what's the the old uh, prehistoric one with the uh, was it the land that time forgot? I think was it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that yeah. Was a, that was a kind of an, an interesting one for me. To yeah, uh, and that uh, and they had the dinosaurs and stuff in yeah, that. Yeah, the I think I remember that. And then there was a race of uh, reptilian yeah. uh, characters. And I okay. I remember the name of them. Yeah. But that was that was one of mine where I was kind of like, okay, I got to go see this. Right, right. And that was always a blast. Yeah, it's neat to think back about how um, the uh, the monsters. Uh, started back then and 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 how they're turning into and looking and being made and created nowadays right I mean there's a lot of CGI type stuff but at this you know there's nothing better than being able to have something that is touchable I 100% agree with you Um, not to bash the CGI or anything you know it has its places right you know now I've seen a lot uh, of some stuff where they're mixing um, a lot of the uh, visual, or excuse me, the uh, special effects, and then mixing, throwing in a little, uh, you know, 15, 8, 20% of the visual uh, effects in there, like maybe a tongue or something that you just can't, it's just too complicated, you know, to do it practically. Right. And like uh, a mix like that, I think is just really the best. And um, so I want to, I hope to explore and, and hook up with and partner with people that have that knowledge on how to do that. And I'll, I'll, you know, bring my end to the table and make it and everything and combine those two and, and really uh, make some magic. I, I really want to do that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, one of the things that I got into this for was I love the connections that you can make. Yeah. So, for example, if you're if you're considering a, a horror movie or a science fiction movie, places like uh, FearCon here are good places to 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 see what you have. I mean, like your works here, and you have a variety of of different displays here, which are phenomenal. I love the kind of alien guy. I agree head. with you. So. Yes. Yeah, there, um, you know, I I do all kinds of art shoes. You know, I don't want to label them or give them right. a label them. But, you know, I'll do, you know, your Mon Pa type shows where, 
you know, it's not really one genre. It's, you know, everything from knitting socks to uh, homemade this and that. And I bring my uh, my monsters and I set up my monsters out there. And it's a, it's a wild mix, man, of people that walk by and are extremely offended. And then, you know, you get the next person walks by and they're, they're really fascinated. Cool. Yeah. And so where am I going with this? When I when I'm doing this kind of show, I feel like it's 100 percent all my genre. And I have right. not seen one person that has not appreciated everything that I have brought in here uh, compared to the other ones. So that's, you know, it's different and it's kind of nice. Now, the funny part is, though, I already have talked to about two or three people that don't want to come down the hallway oh you have <laughs> yeah oh. like, no, no no not going down that's there. funny man i have seen a few faces that i know have not walked down this hallway and they look and they just keep going yeah, <laughs> i have seen that my friend jen she's she's actually out there part of one another the table and uh she was like no 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 wow no, 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 not well you know there. see i take that as a compliment you know yeah. um i've had people uh, come in, you know, you know, my, my shows were, they're outdoors and just everybody and their kids and grandma and grandpa go to. Right. And I've had, you know, where they're walking by and they're super offended. I've had people walk in and start reciting Bible verses to me and stuff. Yeah, I know. They, should, they shouldn't be there then. Well, <laughs> you know, and I look around and make sure I'm not on some prank video or something but it yeah it's it really happens and uh so you know you gotta when you bring this kind of stuff out there you gotta definitely have some thick skin and be prepared for it i, I would love to see your stuff at uh like phoenix fan fusion uh phoenix comic-con because uh, i really think that if you had um kind of like a squared off booth yeah people can come in it, there would be a lot of people i yeah i think that that show uh I, I used to do uh demonstrations for reynolds advanced materials which happens to be you oh, know yeah. my favorite company of all you know that i that's where i get all my stuff and uh they invite me down there and uh have me do demonstrations for them and all so i i, I have been to some of those conventions mm -hmm. And they're a little bit of a different vibe. You know, you get a little bit more of a mix. Um, I agree. It's it's huge. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I would love to do that. I'd love to be invited. So whoever's in charge of that one, I'd love to come down there and set up. And, and I, would, I would be honored to do that show. Well, to be honest, uh, probably one of the people to talk to would be Matt and Jen. Um, they're actually out there in the, oh, Blue, okay. Ribbon, That's the Blue Ribbon Army table. Okay. Um, Matt might come down here. Jen's the one that won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, not, to, not to say that they could hook you up with, but uh, right. they are very good with the guy that runs Phoenix Fan Fusion. And that's what it takes, you know. It Connections, takes to know some friends who knows friends, you know. And, and I'm learning that, you know. I, you know, I, we all um, screw up now and then. But I'm learning, you know, to uh, just kind of I'm let it let it fly and and go with the flow. Um, I'm working on that. Yeah, I, I think if you had. Uh, I say your life-size guys like this in, a, in an area, like a tabled-off area, mm -hmm. I think you would have it packed on a regular basis. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that gives me chills to think about that. I think if I had that kind of opportunity, um, you know, it, it's hard to get into those shows. You know, they're, 
um, you know, um, you got to make it so it's economically doable and everything and that, that in itself is a challenge. But if I was ever invited to do anything like that, I think I would, uh, block out like time just for that event and make something just for that event special and do like an unveiling or something. And I've, uh, the last time I was there, um, I brought something and we auctioned it off and gave all the money to a no kill, uh, animal shelter. And so I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I'm down for doing something like that again. Um, you know, be invited and do something special just for that show and like maybe auction it off or something. Um, after the materials are get paid for, of course, cause this <laughs> stuff ain't cheap and, um, you know, let all that money go to some good. Well, I do know that um, uh, Phoenix, Fear, Phoenix Fan Fusion, they changed the name so much, we're always tongue, tongue-tied of trying to say what it is. <laughs> yeah. Phoenix Comic Con, it was Phoenix uh, something else in between. I think it was a whole year that that one was, and then it went to Fan Fusion. Um, but uh, their uh, number one charity is uh, Kids Need to Read. Okay. Uh, and, you know, they're always looking at... at um, auctions and stuff that are all right. unique so that that is plausible all right yeah i'm um but uh maybe we should start dropping uh hints to matt uh right the guy that owns uh matt is that's the name that's his name matt, matt i like sculpting um <laughs> and i like sculpting with a purpose um so uh just give me a purpose and i'm off to the races matt i'll, I'll see if i can send uh, i'll send the link to uh to matt so that he can, he'll know that uh that uh, you're interested because uh, I definitely think that this would be awesome. Now, yeah, I agree. And uh, the cool part is, is that it, even, you know, psychologically, um, Matt's giving you more time to work on this because the Phoenix Fan Fusion was scheduled in January, but they moved it back to May. <laughs> so now Phoenix Fan Fusion's in May. So it sounds like I have plenty of time. Yeah, there's yeah. Some time in there. Well, let's let's course, see if we can make something happen. Of course, how long did you say it take to, you took this? Well, something like this took me four months, and um, you know, uh, six. We're gonna see, you know, like four figures yeah. in just materials. <laughs> um, uh, so, but you know. Um, you know, if sometimes uh, if we could, you know, um, do, uh, you know, get, create the purpose, you know, and, and make something and um, then um, make it so we could, you know, kill two or three birds with one stone, you know, and right. now, okay, now this project is huge and expensive, but because we're going to be able to do this and this and this with it, yeah, it's a green light and now we, you know, we can we can make it and um, and do good with it. So there's ways to make things happen like that 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 cost money. Yeah, and, and fortunately, that's with everything nowadays. Everything costs money, and and this industry and in your industries particular, you got a lot of things that you gotta put into it with the the texture of the skins, the type of hair. I mean. Uh, yeah fabricating the the teeth <laughs> yeah that's you know i tell everybody and it you know i'm trying to think back you know how did i remember how did i do this and i remember now um i literally did start with those teeth and the and the jaw bones mm -hmm. and made it so that you know the the jaw bones function like real anatomy 
um, in the bones and everything, and then cast that, made that a mold, and cast that in resin, and then got that out of the mold, and then set that down, and then st- sculpted the rest of the beast in wet clay around those teeth. So I, I pretty much made the monster around its mouth and its teeth. Well, definitely, it was definitely a good job. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I, and I'm you know, proud. I used to watch a TV show that no longer exists, but uh, I, that it was definitely in this category. It was called Bitten. Okay. And uh, it was a modern-day werewolf uh, pack, and uh, I, I definitely enjoy it. So every time I look at this fellow of yours, uh, I look at him and think of Bitten. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's that's a new one. I'll have to look at that one. But I've heard, uh, what is it, Dog Soldiers is another one? or what? Is I don't that? think I've ever seen Dog Soldiers. I've heard of it. Okay, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen it. Now, uh, Bitten was actually, I think the star of Bitten was Laura Vendes. Bend a bolt or bend a cap or something along that line. Uh-huh. I, I've seen her in one or two things, but uh, she was uh, popular because uh, the synopsis for the storyline is uh, she was one of the few uh, females that, when she was bitten, survived being bitten and becoming a werewolf herself. Okay. So uh, female werewolves were evidently quite rare in the in the right. TV series. So yeah, we need to get more female monsters. Um, Definitely, I I think we do. But there are a lot out there. We got Madame Medusa, which, you know, is something that I'm really kind of seriously considering um, making, uh, you know, for myself um, because I'm just so fascinated with her and, you know, how she turns into a snake and, and the fact that it's. Her hair is, you know, snakes, her hair and all that. You know, the the, the challenge of making that is just, you know, the, the hair alone, the snake hair is just going to be epic. You know, if you want to get all that right movement in there and do it right, it's right, just going to be It would be nice be to either mechanicalize it to where the snakes move on their own or <laughs> yeah. put them with the, 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 the wire to where you can reshape them every time. Yeah, so, change the pose. Yeah, or, like you, know, you want. Or even just like a, for just to sort of throw people off. When you come in one time, it looks normal, but then the next time you <laughs> slick them back to where they're all going backwards. And they can't like figure out what's different. They're like, yeah. what the heck? <laughs> right, 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 right. Something's out of place. Right, I know exactly what you're saying. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of room for creativity. Oh, man, it's endless. You know, and, you know, it's everything's already kind of, every, everything's already been done, man. So you just got to twist put your own little uh twist of lime in there and you know you don't want to copy people but you know you gotta you know study people and be inspired by somebody and you know um mix the two you know to keep going and stuff like that that's but one thing i hate about hollywood is they're very stuck on doing reboots and remakes and things like that and yeah well, i think that a lot of it is you know they they want their get their money back man well, and they it's, buy the rights to something yeah and they're just trying to milk it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they, for every last drop, right? Yeah, of juice out of it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, uh, but I, I swear that Twilight was about a year or two done, and they were already talking about rebooting it. Yeah. I'm like, excuse me, that's just mundane. Right. That's just wrong. Right. Um, not to say there was. I mean, there were parts of it that I liked, but. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, that's too soon, okay? But at the same time, they've done uh, classics. And they've rebooted classics that they should never have touched. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you're making that just terrible now. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a few um, that, 
some of my friends um, have tried to redo or s they want to redo it because the ones they they have seen redone are so terrible. Mm -hmm. They become so inspired because like, wow, you're getting that kind of attention to that kind of stuff. Oh, my God. And, you know, I could do better than that in my garage, you know, so. I have a, yeah. I have a friend in California. She's an actress and uh, she's done a lot of creature um uh, facial makeup and right. stuff. She's play. She was on uh, Star Trek's Next Generation, uh -huh. so she's got like over a hundred and some odd episodes. Um, wow. She was been a crew person. She's been alien. She's yeah. Been stunt. And uh, I've always see get a kick out of seeing her um, create in some of her makeup that she's been in. She never created it. Okay. She was the the model for it, but uh, she even got to be the um, um, Borg Queen double. Wow! So when the when the board queen was not going to be in there, and she wouldn't, she uh -huh. they put her in there. So that's so awesome. She's had a kick. So. And that you know, and then who knows where that took her? To you know, um, what well, she's still going strong. Uh, yeah, I'm sure she is. But she's that's great. Having fun. That's great. Um, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. We, right on. This has been a fantastic interview. Thank um, you for I'm, talking with me. I am looking forward to getting you on Instagram and following you at. Uh, of course, your name, uh, Rob, that's R-O-B-C-O-B-A-S-K-Y. -A -A Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I totally missed that. Uh, and uh, you can be found on Instagram. Yep. And uh, it would be great to see some of your work. Since I swore I just thought that your move. <laughs> <laughs> it looked yeah. like it. It might have been just the corner of my eye, but it looked like it moved. Yeah. Uh, great news. This uh, The director of uh, Succumb to Me, which is the, m move, the, the, the film this, this was. This guy was in it? Yep. It's called Succumb to Me, and it was just released. Uh, the teaser was just released, uh, what, an hour ago now. So, oh, really? And they, yep, and then the film is supposed to be released on the 30th of this month. So if you guys all follow me on uh, Rob Kaboski there at uh, Instagram, I will keep everybody posted on um, the, the release and the excitement. And I've got to tell you, um, I've worked on a lot of sets and worked on a lot of films, and they all have their own unique um, coolness about them. But there's just something about this one that I am really super proud of because um, it's got a lot of my own personal work in it. Um, the, the story's really cool. The way it's filmed was really cool. Just I'm just so proud of everybody involved in it and the way it was done and everything. And I can't tell you enough. How excited I am! And you said the that movie this, was succumb to me. It's called succumb to me. Yeah, I, you know the the guy just literally tagged me. Uh, we're here at FearCon this weekend, right? And I wanted so bad uh, to get that thing um, uh, released so I could show it here at FearCon. And um, the man is so busy. Um, yeah, I had to just really bite my lip. But then you know I'm here today. An hour ago, he he tagged me with it, and and I we got chills running on our back, and I ran down the hallway and showed everybody. <laughs> so yeah, follow me there, and I will update everybody on that release. And then we're the same director is also doing another movie called Alibi. You'll see all that information. I'll share all that stuff and everything. I'm very proud. Um, yeah, so follow me, and I will keep everybody updated on everything. We've also got another movie that. I'm flying out to Chicago um, in uh, uh, in two weeks, for two weeks, to work with a movie called um, 
Torture the Flesh, and Lynn Lowry's in that movie, and that's a real big movie star I finally got to work with. Every, uh, she, also. Uh, she was here a couple of years ago, and we yes. actually did an interview with yeah, her. Yeah, she is an extremely cool person. Uh, yeah, very professional. She taught me a lot of stuff and everything. I know we need to wrap this and everything, <laughs> but it's some really neat information I had to get out to the public. That, I apologize. That's not a problem, and okay. luckily enough, since this is my podcast, there is no guidelines. <laughs> <so>. You're the <laughs> boss. <laughs> I love that aspect. Right on. I have a friend of mine that has a radio station. Uh-huh. He goes, I don't have to approve anything. I right. <laughs> as long as the FCC won't close me down, I can do it. <laughs> amen. Amen. I love it. God so, bless America. Yeah. So, I, once again, I appreciate the chance for the interview. I'm very honored. Um, I am looking forward to get following you on, on Instagram and, uh, and uh, definitely seeing this, your star of the show here. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm really excited. Come to me. Yes. So, yeah, it looks like it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, buddy. All right. So, uh, once again, I hope you have a great uh, Phoenix, Phoenix Fear, Fear Con. Ron, I've been Arizona. going through so many convention names. I am massacred. We totally now. understand. <laughs> and we're all working hard here, man. A lot of hours here. Lots of work on into this yep. convention and everybody getting their booths set up. And you bring in your equipment and everything. Yep. And I thank everybody for this opportunity and the promoters of the show and yeah, you and the fans and everything. I am so honored to be here and um, I thank you. I can't thank you enough. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have ourselves a great day because this is the last day. So if you want to get down here into uh, Sun City to see uh, Phoenix FearCon, uh, the last day of it, it will be going until I believe midnight. So Correct. Get down here so you can check out the star <laughs> of the show. I so seriously, no matter what else I do here, this guy is the star of the show. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, we're here till eleven. FearCon's open till right. midnight, but I think yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put him back in the body bag and yeah. put him on the trailer. That's a and big body bag. <laughs> yeah, it's a big body bag, and then he's gonna go back to the uh, state. Fair for the remainder of the Arizona State Fair. Oh yeah. Yep. That's where you're holding them for now. Yeah. The, uh, well, it's the, the only the place that's got cages. Then just right, right. Yeah. To get back up. Yeah. She <laughs> reached out to me there, and um, I told her, you know, I'm already here at FearCon, and she says, "Oh, please bring it anyway." You know, so <laughs> she's wor- she's bending over backwards for me. Um, thank you, Mary Ellen, at the <laughs> Arizona State Fair, and it will be going back there um, as soon as we wrap this beast here at FearCon, Arizona. Well, then that means Sunday it'll be there. To... Uh, yeah, it'll go back Wednesday. Their State oh. Fair is closed Monday and Tuesday, so uh, this will go back Wednesday morning and be there for the remainder of the show. Oh, sweet. So you can actually check him out at the... Yeah, he'll be right in the Coliseum there where they display all the uh, fine arts and crafts and stuff like that. Well, he's definitely going to be uh, yeah. different. <laughs> here's, here's one more funny story. And God, I love her. But she puts this beast of a werewolf right next to the, the senior citizens that are doing their cooking shows and their knitting and their pom-poms. And, you know, God bless them. But, you know, I'm, I'm just an artist, too, like them, I guess. And that's how she treats me. And I love that lady for that. I, I To be honest, I think it would be really cool to actually 
and put them in the uh, uh, what do they call it? The 4-H areas. Yeah. So you got the pigs, the cattle, oh. the goats, and then yeah. have him in, yeah. have him laying down with the cage <laughs> all the way around. I'm going. I never thought what of that. <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious. That would wouldn't be it? awesome. So, all right. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. And once again, thank you for the interview. Hey, thank you for production being company here out of LA. You said. Peace correct? out. And what was the name of the company? Spirited Light Studios. That's cool. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right, so go ahead and introduce yourselves. All right, so ladies first. Uh, hi, my name is Chantal Kasut. I'm an actress and a screenwriter, and I'm also the co-founder of Spirited Light Studios. Sweet. Hi, my name is Albina Kim. I'm a production designer. Cool. And uh, my name is Roy Shelliff. I'm a filmmaker, director, producer, and uh, co-founder of Spirited Light Studios. Sweet. I think I almost disappeared there for a minute. Um, so uh, you came out here now. This is the first time you've been out to FearCon, correct? Correct. And what are you thinking so far? What do you like about it? Well, so far everything is just great. You know, people here are so kind. Uh, all the booths here, wonderful things like handmade uh, craft, and it's absolutely incredible uh, the amount of talent here. The cosplays, like everything around here, is just wonderful. Uh, the photographer here is absolutely <laughs> insane. He's taking all the best shots and everything, making us look good. And uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, and when it comes to the filmmaking department, all the people here uh, are absolutely extremely talented. And I'm, we're all very honored to be here in FearCon. I, that's one of the things I enjoy about coming to this is all the connections that you make when you come out and you find new people that are doing something that's similar or you can find people that are doing something that draws your attention right. to it. And uh, I did miss your guys' uh, uh, premiere of it that you had here, but I'm going to go ahead and watch it on the uh, Instagram that you were talking about. Yes. You want to go ahead and drop that so that my readers can, or my listeners, not my readers, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So um, basically, you can go on Roy underscore Shelf zero seven, uh, and you can go on IGTV there, and you can find uh, my movie alone. And uh, I really hope you're gonna like it. So far, it has almost sixteen hundred views on Instagram TV. It's uh, basically a pandemic film uh, that we shot during the pandemic when the quarantine just started, so we couldn't really see anyone out there. Uh, it was all through Zoom. And I had the best cast, who were also the crew, um, and they did a phenomenal, phenomenal job. And uh, yeah, so basically, this is the story about these five individuals who think they're the last people on earth, and uh, basically, what if, what would have happened if COVID won? So I, I, I love the fact that you were actually able to get a project moving during COVID. I mean, I understand you guys did it all through, through Zoom, and I, I actually had friends here that said, did a Western during COVID. And that wasn't during Zoom. <laughs> There's no way I can't no. really see. How did you get the horse in on the Zoom? It was just <laughs> difficult. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you just get the computer into the stable, and there you go. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that kind of money. <laughs> you know, that, that's a little difficult. But uh, it's interesting to see how uh, people are still being creative uh, and finding ways to bring it to life. Yes. Uh, during these really, really difficult times. Yes, it is very difficult. But you know, this is the best thing about filmmaking is that in a way, and I truly believe that in a way, that um, we love restrictions. The more you restrict us, the more we'll be creative. Um, so that's, that's the thing about it. You know, like uh, we, we're kind of used to the Hollywood lifestyle where you have 
hundred million dollars for a movie or two hundred million dollars for a movie and you see all that but you know like even those films you see them and there are two things that producers and the directors always say we they had like they, they wish they had more time and more money so right. but in the end of the day like when all these restriction restrictions around we managed to uh, film a wonderful movie with Albina here being production design. She did a phenomenal job with each and every uh, scene and every character, tried to bring their characters to life in a way that she knows how. And uh, obviously Chantal here, and uh, she will talk uh, more about, about her role in everything, who was one of the actors on my movie, and she did a phenomenal job as well. So it's all about how we come together as a group and really make something that we love to do. I've always thought about the fact when people have like dual roles in a movie. So, um, like people that are directors slash actors, and in your case, you know, you're doing the acting, but then you still have to turn around and, okay, what can I see that either I did wrong or what can I see that I could change to make it more cinematic? Right. I mean, I think as an actor, you can never watch your own performance and be like, yeah, I, I am happy. I always cringe. I look away. I, that's just part of it. Um, I'm my own worst self-critic, as I think many artists are, and that's just part of it. And I kind of get used to it, but I still try to look at everything with, like, as an unbiased eye as I can. Just, you know, I always look, what can I do better next time? Um, and I think in this particular case, you know, it was such a... It really gave me an escape because we filmed it right when everything kind of shut down and all of us were kind of like, we want to film, but we can't. But And it's that thing about our, our job is our job, but we do it because we love it. And so we kind of find that escape in that. And I really got to channel a lot of the emotions that I was having at the time into my character. And that's always really fun. Plus, I got to speak in, you know, my native language, which is French. So that's also fun. I don't usually get to do that. Now, are you talking Canadian French or French? No, like, Fran like I'm from Switzerland. So I speak German with my dad and French with my mom. So that that's how I grew up. confusing around Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and the reason why I ask is I was raised in Canada, so I... I was Totally. Yes. No, French Canadian is pretty hard for me to understand. <laughs> Usually there's a lot of swearing involved. Right. <laughs> but, um, okay, so what's it, what I'm trying to think now? There's, um, and I think it was the, the detail what I was saying, was thinking of where you were doing the two roles. So I've always thought that when you're doing something along that lines, you have to kind of step back what I call widescreen and see a bigger picture of what's going on. And because you guys were doing a lot of this in Zoom, um, I almost think that that would be really kind of hard to do, to step back. But I mean, I mean, that's once again where you get to be creative. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's the whole thing about because for me as a director, uh, I'm used to working my actors physically, you know, right. like to be there with them, to, to guide them through their emotion, to guide them through their stuff. Never tell them what to do. Never uh, 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 read their lines. You know, like, like just really guide them towards what I am looking for as a director. And the beautiful thing about obviously working with actors in general is just like they are also artists. So they come with their own thing and it's like a whole collaboration. And the difference is, the difference was this time, obviously, I wasn't there with them physically. Right. Uh, so it was very difficult to really try to channel the energy that I was trying to 
through the screen because uh, it's not the same. Right. You know, I mean, you can't, uh, as, like I was saying, you can't see the bigger picture. No. You're, you're kind of looking at it as, okay, I can use this, but that, uh, yeah. it, it's and a I lot think of difficulty. Exactly. And I think this is where Albina came to in the picture when she was actually doing a lot of uh, production design with right. each and every character. Even if it wasn't much, you know, like, I mean, she talked to each and every to each and every actor about what they have in their house and all that. I mean, Albina, you talk. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Uh, so, as Roy said, we managed to adapt to actors' environment, where they are and what they have, because since it was just the beginning of COVID, um, you know how people quarantined and everything, they couldn't actually, you, you don't have access to many things. So, yes, uh, that was one of the challenges, but then actually it perfectly worked for us. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. in the end of the day, like, really, I feel um, that Albina just really understood what I was going for. Uh, with each and every character and then she worked with the actors is like along and asked them all this question what do you have in your house what can you do um actually one of the actresses she had a a blackout during the uh the shoot and this is where the idea of like bringing a candle remember with mariana like she brought a candle she's like bring a candle in let's light it up that'll create some sort of like loneliness effect uh and that's the whole point of this movie it's called alone so yeah, um, again, Albina just came up with all these great ideas and how she elevated this movie is uh, something else. Yeah, I, I think that you, in, in some cases you have probably the most challenging part of the job is trying to figure out how to work with what they have at their locations and, uh, and work it into a scene. Yeah. So exactly. that, that is kind of cool. And you, of course, have, have got this uh, movie, and as you said, that it is out on, on uh, uh, Instagram. Are you expecting it to be out on digital sometime soon? Or? So since uh, this movie is a short film, it's a 5 minutes and 38 second oh, film. okay. Um, so obviously digital, Blu-ray, and all that. Hey, I guess that's kind of that's obsolete uh, yeah. in, in the length of it. Although it can be kind of revolutionary in a way, you know. I can just bring it out there and be like, hey, there you go. I'd, DVD for five minutes. There you I, go. I know. I, I've, I've I know. Been, it sounds weird, but I've actually been to a gas station where somebody comes running up to me to give me a CD of a demo of theirs, and I'm like, well, you could almost do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, put your movie on a quick CD. <laughs> yeah, and you know, that could be actually very cool. But no, um, where I'm aiming it actually is. Uh, First of all, IGTV, it's an Instagram TV, it's over there. Uh, it's going to be on YouTube and all the social medias, basically. And I will try to get it on Roku, because Roku has these deals for uh, short films. Right. So uh, this is another opportunity to maybe try to talk to them, and maybe if they like the, 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 con the content, then... Yeah, but everything is in the maybe. Um, so yeah, I mean, we have this movie, and we actually have another film right here. It's called Thank You which is uh, um, basically a love po uh, poetry kind of uh, story. Um, so yeah, and then we've been working on a lot of stuff, uh, mostly shorts, and we have some other things coming up. And um, hopefully they will all get out there some way, somehow. And that's another thing about being creative. There's always interesting places to, to start trying to do some of this stuff. One of the things I was thinking about is you could always try to do a, like a watch party on Twitch. Uh, and exactly. Try to, yeah. Try to get more people to, to come to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Twitch, Discord. Um, and I, I guess mean, you already t talked about YouTube. So yeah. So oh, I mean, all these platforms right now. I mean, 
they're great platforms. It just as everything else, it's very difficult to put it out there. You know, right. I, I have Chantal here. She was a studying marketing and all of that and she, she knows a lot about this world and every time I'm talking to her about something like that she's like Roy this is not how it works you know <laughs> she's like she's giving me all the details would you please elaborate yeah there we go well no what I would just always say is you know there's so many platforms these days and it seems like every day there's a new one coming out um, so it really is less about is there a place I can put my stuff on and more how I do I get eyes on it. Because right. everybody can put something on YouTube and YouTube is fantastic. But YouTube also has an algorithm and it works a certain way. And unless you hit that algorithm or you have some kind of inbuilt you know, presence there where people are going to look at your stuff, it's going to be really hard to drive traffic. So there's always a combination of those elements. And when we do want to put something up, you know, we want to make sure that people are actually going to watch it. Right. Um, so, yeah. Well, it, it is definitely interesting with the idea of coming up with uh, the right platform to put it on. So you get a, a little bit of a challenge there ahead of you on right. that. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, shorts have the benefits of they don't have the same restrictions as some like a long movie. You can't put, you know, uh, Marvel's uh, Endgame on, you know, uh, Instagram <laughs> and TV. Right. right. It's just they don't have that kind of uh, opening. But you definitely have a lot of places where you can still put it. Yes, it absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I mean, the audience is always looking for something new, right. something refreshing, something different. Um, and you need to pick your audience in a way, you know, because like in the end of the day, you need to have your kind of like your hardcore fans. These are the fans who will basically uh, spread the word right. and say, hey, look at Chantal Kasud and her amazing acting. Look at Albina Kim and her production design, you know, and try to bring all the, all this kind of art and work and the film out there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's all about choosing your platform. Yeah, and I look forward to actually uh, watching it and such because I'm on Instagram. I've got several accounts on Instagram, so I look forward to hitting it and checking it out and sharing it out to uh, Thank my you. people also and see what's going on. Of course, I don't have the big, huge numbers that, that uh, no need. we really would be like for this kind of situation. Every number is a number. <laughs> every number is a number, and every audience is an audience. You know, that's the beauty of it. Yep. And also, I think for this movie in particular, we were very insistent about we want to have people be able to watch it for free. Because right. this was a zero-budget film completely, and it was really done out of passion, out of a moment of, like, we all feel alone. Let's do something that makes us feel like we're less alone in the world. And so I think that's also why when we put it out, it has such a good reception. Um, and I think... It was a really good decision, you know, to make sure it's free and accessible to everyone. Well, and then it gets, it, because free always goes very well, um, you know, it gives you access to all the people and then you, you take the next one and you make it a little bit longer, a little bit more detailed. And now you can actually start compiling them and then maybe like in a year or so you can start putting them, that's where you get your DVD and your Blu-rays, you right. start putting them all on your... Like a demo reel, I guess, in this case. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, we can do like a DVD with all the greatest hits. You know? <laughs> there you go. And, yeah, th there's definitely a lot of uh, options there. And I, I'm kind of excited to see how it goes well, for you guys you. because uh, seeing somebody creating and uh, going out of their way and working hard for their projects, I mean, L.A. is really good, but 
LA's got all these people that have someone to do someone to do to take care of this, to take mm-hmm. care of this, to take care of this. You guys did it all on your own. Yes. So, uh, and that gives the ability to have great pride in your work and just say, hey, no one paid us to do this. No one, um, you know, was our boss. We did exactly what we wanted. We did exactly the way we wanted. And no one told us otherwise. Yes, uh, exactly. Because in the end of the day, you know, this is something we actually discussed a few days ago about where did the passion go? You know, like it feels like uh, sometimes, and obviously I'm very generalizing, but there are a lot of people who are passionate about the films. And like, you know, and even even my fellow over there to the table, his name is Marcus. He uh, actually did an amazing feature Zoom movie. Um, and he's very, very passionate about his work. And this is great to see. Right. Um, and we are all passionate about our craft. From the smallest, like I have a friend who's super passionate about being a PA. You know, he's getting a job as a PA. He's like, oh, my God, I, I want to be a PA. This is what I want to do. I just want to be on sets and live the life because this, this is what we're here for. Right. We are here to create, to, uh, to bring something new out there, to show our art. And we are all artists, again. It's, it's like what I'm saying with, with the podcasting. My entire goal is to share it and support it and get this, the word out for everyone. I don't make a cent doing what I'm doing. So, And I've been doing it for five years now. So... You know, there you go. It's, there it's you what go. you got to do. You have to have that passion, and once you have the passion, you get it rolling. But uh, COVID definitely took a chunk out of people's passions. It did. It did. Like it took the uh, the last bits of passion out. Um, <laughs> and for us, actually, it did the complete opposite. You know, I, like all of us were like, you know what? We're gonna show you COVID. Yeah. Uh-uh. No, 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 in our school, <laughs> you know. And now you've got a good project that say we proved it, we can do it. Yeah, and, uh, and someone believed on. in it. And uh, Jay Michaels, who is uh, uh, our publicist, an amazing person, also one of the organizers here in FearCon. Um, so a big shout out to him. He literally saw the movie and he was like, I love it. You know, <laughs> I, I, I want it to be in FearCon. I was like, FearCon? He's like, yes, it's a horror film festival. And I'm like but this movie is not horror and it was like yes it is I'm like no it's not it's like yes it is imagine what happened if covid won and i was like oh yes it is kind of scary you know because as, as a that's the beauty also for me as a director when people watch my film and and they all have different interpretations about it and they see something that you know sometimes you always think to yourself oh the director must have thought about this little detail because of a b and c well in the end of the day it was just like no, I just wanted to do it, you know? Uh, so that's, that's the beauty of it. So actually, uh, Jay brought us here, and, and this is a wonderful opportunity to showcase uh, our work as a team, uh, as friends, as a team, and as everything else, and uh, present it to you all so for you to enjoy. And if you didn't, I'm sorry, and I would love to hear feedback as well um, because we're all here to grow. We're all here to grow and do things better and create better content and keep doing our thing and keep going with our passion and be true to ourselves. But in the end of the day, as I said before, without the fans, we are, we're basically nothing in a way. You know, we, we need the drive. This is the drive and we yeah. want to do it for ourselves and for them as well. This is definitely a way for you guys to get going and, and FearCon is good for that. They, um, as I said, uh, this would be my second one that I've been at and uh, 
it definitely drives people to uh, work harder on their passions and keep going on their passions. So, Absolutely. And I've always loved that as a convention. And the convention circuit alone has been like that also. Um, you know, you get to the point where you get that depression going and then you get to a convention and you start going, okay, now I remember seeing why I do this. <laughs> exactly. You meet the right people, you talk to them. Again, everyone here is super talented and super crafty and it's a, you know, it's just absolutely beautiful to see it. Like I keep looking around as I talk to you and I see all this stuff they bring here. Like they have this wonderful uh, Baby Yoda wax sculpture over there and they have a like great uh, a nail liquid. Uh, polish they're doing here they have all these um there's this guy who actually built a whole werewolf you know like he's did the whole thing and it's yep. just absolutely beautiful we have a wonderful mommy next to us to the right to your left <laughs> so you see all this stuff that people actually created and it's like wow you know like i i we're in the right place we're in the right time and we should keep going and do what you what we want to do and well, uh yeah. I, I definitely look forward to seeing you guys again. Um, maybe, you know, next year when you get like four more projects knocked out. And, oh, yeah. I mean, right now, Albina, maybe you should talk a bit about your uh, music videos. She's like, no. No. Oh. No. No. <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about your music videos then. She's like, no. 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 Okay. So I'm not going to talk about your music videos. <laughs> I, all, I'm, all I can say is, is for a really nice band that a lot of people know. And she's been production designer on three music videos right now and it's absolutely great and you can watch it you'll be able to watch it on youtube later on it, see since the 80s i really having a hard time seeing any bands <laughs> oh <laughs> trust me like it's, a, it's a good metal band it's a good metal band okay it's not like the pop la that w most people know no offense to pop la <laughs> uh there's some actually they're pretty good pop la songs and singers and all of that um but Albina went with the metal and the hardcore this time. Oh, that's that's plus for you then. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the only thing I listen to are hair bands. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> She's got this look in her face. I want to say something about that. Yes. <laughs> no, she. No should. comments. No. <laughs> a, I'm I, just. I'm very proud of Albina. Um, she has grown so much in the last years since we've known her for three years. So we've all known each other for three years and just seeing the growth and the progression and the passion, it's really amazing. And in those moments where it's hard for me and I sometimes want to feel like I want to give up, you know, I look to them and I'm inspired again. So I'm really yeah. grateful for that. That's, that's same for us here. Absolutely. Chantal, um, actually you've been on a feature so you can, yeah, it's gotten really busy, you know, I'm lucky and now that things are opening back up, it's gotten busier and I'm auditioning a lot again and so that's really satisfying, it's great. I have a few people in California that have been in the industry and, that, you know, they, they tell me about some of the struggles they've had. So uh, one of my friends over there, she's, she's done extremely well for herself and, and I always find it funny because she's virtually has very few speaking roles, <laughs> but yeah. she's done very well. So I've always no, Chantal here, she actually, on, on this film alone, she won for Best Actress in a, in a big festival in India, actually. And uh, she is, like, also won on the other film alone. Uh, thank you, I mean, also there and, like, for some awards. 
So she's been really like she's your booming star. You gotta she keep is, on that she one. is, and, and like you know, Scorsese has his Leonardo DiCaprio, and Nolan has his Tom Hardy. I mean, I have to talk a suit, and I'm not ashamed, and I'm, I'm actually I'm super proud and honored to work with you. So thank you for bringing my movies to life and bringing those characters that I'm writing to life, and for being an amazing partner. She's getting a yeah. wee bit of the red on the cheek there, and all the blood. Just a bit, just a bit, just a bit. Well, thank you for having me, and it's always a pleasure to work with both of you. Thank you. And I enjoy having you guys on the podcast, and it, thank you for the interview. And I will definitely thank you catch, for your time. Catch the the uh, solo on the uh, Instagram TV. I've only used that once or twice, but I find myself flipping through it occasionally or going back. Oh, you to should! It. It's actually a great platform. It's actually a great platform. Instagram TV. It's it's great. But yeah, thank you so much for your time, and thank you for having us here in your podcast. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, keep in touch and see you as soon as possible well I, I'm always around in the Phoenix Valley area and I, but uh, we're in the Burbank Alley uh, Valley over there <laughs> I, I, I was over that way a while back um, and didn't stay very long but uh, <laughs> I, I always make that joke I, I was born in California oh really where <laughs> uh, Oceanside okay <laughs> And I didn't stay long. <laughs> well, <laughs> Too, yeah. <laughs> luckily, uh, uh, my uh, mom married a, a Marine, so we were there. Married, you go. So. <laughs> but anyway, I do appreciate the uh, opportunity for the interview, and looking forward to seeing you guys sometime in the future, and uh, see what kind of new projects you can get creative on. Yes, <laughs> you're most welcome to follow us uh, on Spirit of Light Studios Instagram or my Instagram, Roy underscore Shelf zero seven. Uh, Instagram? Yes. Albina Kim the underscore? Yes. <laughs> and for me, it's Chantal Adina, all one word. Oh, cool. And we'll definitely look you guys up. Yes. And thank you for your time. All right. And you guys have a great uh, rest of your fear call. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, Bullshit! What a wonderful world. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.